Hello! Is this thing on? We are back, baby! <laughs> and we are bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and ready to rumble. So for first-time listeners, welcome and thank you for your curiosity about what this podcast is all about. If you are season one listeners who've been patiently waiting for more content, especially huge thank you to you. Thank you for coming back home. It is pretty simple. We are conservative feminists that are taking up space. You heard? You heard that? We are taking <laughs> up space. We're here. <laughs> uh, we believe it's important to be on air, to speak about matters large and small, and to be just another voice um, that's encouraging and inspirational, otherwise different than what we're hearing out there right now. Um, it can be pretty lonely when it feels like everyone that's championing women's empowerment um, are in the same breath uh, espousing liberal policies as some sort of vehicle to a utopian state of woman. We think that, um, to put it nicely, that's very wrong. Um, we call ourselves <clears throat> feminists of the future because we may not be your average feminist today, but tomorrow we will be. <laughs> There's hope. I'm Sarah Curran. Obviously, I have been spending way too much time on Disney+. Plus. I am one of your hosts and the one that harps on and on and on about getting more conservative women in politics. I'm joined by my brilliant co-host and founder of Not Your Average Feminist, Amanda Change Agent Elliot. <laughs> well, thank you for that lovely intro, Change Agent. Uh, I love that. Reporting for duty. Um, as Sarah said, I'm Amanda Elliott, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and like Sarah was talking about, we are super happy and excited to be back. We spent a lot of time over the last six months um, and spilt tea, read wine, brainstorming where we wanted to take this podcast. And to be honest, there were days that we were totally prepared to just pack it up and call it a day. Our dream for this podcast um, was to focus on long-form storytelling, and, you know, given our day jobs and other obligations, we determined we didn't have the bandwidth to do the production for something like that at the high standards that we would expect and you guys would expect. Um, but in true Naira Average Feminist fashion, we decided at the very end of the year, and I'm talking very end, like in December, um, uh, that over breakfast, actually, of all things, that we were going to continue on because we had to. Yeah. Um, as I'm sure you all are aware, there are so few podcasts out there that actually represent, uh, I don't know, a conservative woman's voice. And um, I happened to be listening to one over the break, uh, Thanksgiving break, and um, it was painfully bad. Uh, it was incredibly scripted and scripted in a way that you'd think a robot had, like, looked up what conservative women think and just kind of, like, smattered it over. It was just too yeah. highly produced. And anyways, too scripted. I found myself hate listening to, <laughs> to different conservative women podcasts just because I would get so angry. So I didn't get things out of the podcast. I knew exactly what they were about to say because it was very talking point, you know, heavy. heavy. Uh, so anyways, I was like, I need to, we need to resurrect this. Um, so uh, we are here just to provide alternative voices on the right. Like I said before, we are taking up space. And I begged Amanda and Christina to give up several hours of their lives every week to just do that. And Amanda was the only one who said that. <laughs> um, don't worry. You guys will hear from Christina. I'm sure she'll be a pop-in every once in a while. But she's very busy with work Not right gone forever. Not gone forever. However, a, I tricked a friend into being our third co-host for this season and I want everyone to give a warm welcome 
for Mary Crane, the Liberty Lover. Liberty. <laughs> Liberty Lover. Liver. Liver. We're drinking a lot of wine right now. Liberty Lover. She's a live and let live lady. <laughs> Mary Crane, everyone. <laughs> well, thank you for that beautiful, warm introduction. Um, a plus. A for effort. I, it was um, but yes, hello. I am Mary. Uh, <laughs> Super happy to uh, have you. You may tell I'm quite uh, inex- a novice. I'm a podcast novice, I would say. So I pa- bear with me. A natural, though. Yeah. I she do. just isn't. You are a natural. You just don't know it yet. Yes. <laughs> and um, I, you know, when I first talked to Sarah about it, I was kind of like, what in the world? Do I have to say that anyone would need to hear? But then thinking about it as just like, yes, wait, 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 wait. What uh, everyone needs to know about Mary is, um, so we work together. Yes, co-work colleagues. We are colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, I met her a year ago. And, well, the funny thing is, I actually, I knew of her before I met her because I moved into a workspace that she had just moved out of. And all over the whiteboard walls were all these quotes that Mary had said that people were writing down. And there was this little column, and it just said, Mary's podcast, like, episode ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Which basically was born out of me bitching about stuff every day when I walked into the office in the morning. But it would, I walked to work. So, like, Mm. always something would peeve me off, you know, like, snow removal by public services versus private. Um, <laughs> or squirrels, I hear. Yes, the, the squirrel <laughs> regulations are draconian in Virginia, <laughs> and that's just a PSA for everyone out there. You can be arrested uh, for rehabbing a squirrel without a permit. <laughs> so, wow, which we will definitely want to hear that story later. So, uh, needless to say, reading this list without context, I was like, "Who is Mary?" <laughs> I need to make friends with her immediately. Oh <laughs> so God. here we are a year later, and uh, she's got her own podcast, but she has had a large grassroots contingency that has been trying to get her her own podcast, so we're lucky oh enough boy. to steal her away to join ours. And force her to join ours. I'm like, I'm She's here under hard. duress. She's and basically I'm, taped to her chair. I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited to be here, and uh, have a great... Uh, Combos. Yeah. I love chatting. This is going to be a relief to all my desk mates. Yeah. I get it out here. <laughs> well, we're Shout super out. excited to have you. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so I actually was born in D.C., Sibley. Shout out. Whoa. And uh, went to the University of Alabama. Roll time. Roll. <laughs> Uh, throughout my college experience, uh, I went into school thinking I would be a comms director. I feel like this is too much bio. No, it's not. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. This is great. When I entered school, I was like a communications major, ready to like be reporting the news or the weather. I don't know. And then very quickly, I had to take a public speaking class, which is ironic because of what I'm doing right now. And I dropped it and switched to a history major. <laughs> wait, public speaking made you, wait, you dropped it? Like I public... threw up in my mouth Are and you left the classroom. Oh my gosh. That's... Yeah. And I changed. I went to my little 
You literally went to history, which is like the complete opposite. Yeah, I was like, oh, what? Don't I have to interact with humans? A history major? Okay, I'll do that. And um, I, yeah, like the idea of being like a college professor seemed fun. But then once again, the whole public speaking thing was tied to being a professor. Um, And so then I just switched history, poli sci, like maybe a you know, do whatever I can, quote, to promote liberty in whatever way I can that's beneficial. Um, did some summer internships on the Hill. Very fun. Right um, of passage. Right of passage. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Except I didn't have, like, the cool Hill internship where you, like, lived in the GW dorm and, like, everyone went to happy hour. Yeah. I had, like, a lunchbox getting picked up by my mom on the corner on her way home from work. Yeah. And I would, like, do an hour commute with my mom in oh, and out of the city. Oh, sweet. It was fun. Oh, <laughs> God. Looking back, <laughs> looking back, it's, you know, like, cherished memories. Um, and then out of school, I worked, I got a job on the Hill, did the whole staff system mm-hmm. thing, met my current boyfriend. Aww, so I was shout out. <laughs> and yeah, then I wound up here happily at Target Victory, um, doing, uh, public affairs and getting to meet all these cool people like Sarah and this is not a podcast even just about politics as you guys know like we've talked about lots of things like last year in season one we talked about politics we talked about culture um finances we're gonna go through your whole uh, pregnancy yeah so this is this podcast kind of runs the gamut but the whole point is to be like we are conservative women we are normal people. We don't hate choice. We don't hate, you know, whatever, ourselves. We're not repressed. Yeah. We're not just voting for who. Yeah, we're not brainwashed. We're not just voting for who our dads or our husbands tell us to. Sorry, that No, that was amazing. And, I mean, like, that's why we just, like, this voice, and it didn't even have to be us, but, like, no one else was doing it. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Whatever. I mean, that's my, I could rant all day about it. So anyway, welcome to season two. That's our long way of saying welcome back and thank you for being here. We're really excited to have Mary. Yes. I was thinking when you, (laughs) after you say welcome back, the song, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Do you know the one I'm thinking of? Okay. Like, I feel like that would be it all. Anyway. No, no, no. I So, I mean, we've been gone for a very long time. We told you we'd be back after Labor Day, and we didn't lie. Here we are. It's after Labor Day. Um, But so we're in 2020 now. Crazy. But um, let's... uh, let's Now that we've gotten through the housekeeping. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, some personal items, what's happened in the last six months. I turned 30. Woo, woo. Woo. I did... I, I, so I have a kid. I, he is nine months old. I didn't kill him. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I'm not okay, mom. Um, and see, so yeah, I went back to work. Um, within going back to work within that same month, I launched a congressional campaign. So that was kind of my big, like. Not your own campaign. You're not day. running for Congress. I'm not running for Congress. I should have. You have my vote. I'm a strategist. You have mine too. Oh, thank you. Running for office. No, I I'm a I'm a I'm a campaign strategist, and I launched a campaign uh, for a wonderful woman called Randy Reed. She's out in Las Vegas, um, Nevada, the fourth district. Um, so she really is so cool. She's she really is. Cool. She's like awesome. I couldn't believe I've never met 
a pol- female politician that was just so Down normal, and norm- like yeah. hilarious. And, yeah. But then right on it with policy too. She's awesome. She's, awesome. She's really awesome. <clears throat> and I am blessed because I work here and I can be very picky about the clients that I bring on. So like she's the real real and she's doing it for the right reasons. And she's actually like, I don't know. I, I'll get into this. I probably shouldn't get into this. Anyway, she's awesome. Um, so you've been busy. <laughs> we've been busy. <laughs> Randy's awesome. If you're in Las Vegas and you are interested in learning more, you should just like tweet at me. I'm What's at- her website? Give it a oh, shout oh, out. Oh, Randy with an I, Reed with two E's. So no relation to Harry Reed. So R-A-N-D-I-R-E-E-D-N-V.com. RandyReedNV.com. Randy Reed, born to be a politician. What a name. Yeah, really. Double R. Double R. I like it. Really great. I hope she does well. She's going to do. She's going to crush it. Anybody wants to be on a, uh, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's me. What about y'all? Amanda? Well, um, let's see what has happened in the last six months. Um, More, I guess, more personal stuff. I bought a home. Well, not just me my husband and I bought a house um <clears throat> that was stressful um we immediately renovated the kitchen that was expensive um and then we found out I was pregnant like in the middle of all that so <laughs> that was fun um yeah we literally found out I this is probably way TMI but like we got home from work and I was like oh I don't know I'm probably not but like and my husband was like, just take the test, just take the test. And we got home, and our contractor was, like, still there. And Nick was like, go take the test. And I was like, I'm not going to take it while our contractor is here. <laughs> and then, like, he – this was one a night where he was, like, would not leave. I mean, I love our contractor. He was awesome. And he did an amazing job. But he was, like – he was, like, working late and, like, likes to talk. So he was talking to Nick. And the whole time Nick was like, go take the test. And I was – like, so we were, like, doing this, like, side combo, And I was like, shut up. I'm not going to take the test while our contractor is here but anyway that's that's tmi we but stand on your principles <laughs> <laughs> and but you did that next. yeah oh yeah yeah and then immediately it was like two like it was like two seconds it was like the double bars it's the two bars right yeah, yeah. i don't even remember like, i don't know which test it is yeah they say like wait two minutes or something i like i peed on the stick i looked down and it was like already too like i was very pregnant it's so funny how undeniably <laughs> where it's just like Wait, is this a joke? Yeah, I was like, like, what? And then I was like, oh, man, I got to do another one. But then I couldn't, like, because I just, you know. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I paused there. Um, And so. How pregnancy test work? uh, Yeah, I know. (laughs) And so then we went out to dinner. And then um, we came back. And he was like, take another one. Take it again. Take it again. So I took another one. And it's the same story. Like, within three seconds. Same story. Positive. (laughs) And I was like, it's not changing. Like, this is real. This is happening. So um, lots of stuff happened in the last six months. And um, And you also turned 30. I did also turn 30. Yay. Yeah. Boo. Um, I'm just kidding. It so wasn't that bad. You are a birthday. I know. It's just I am, weird being 30. I'm looking forward to this. It's weird being 30. This. Okay, oh, I'll okay. hype it for you. This is 30. <laughs> <laughs> this is 30. I literally, five minutes ago, was like, guys, my brain turns into a marshmallow after, like, 9 p.m. But that's probably more because I'm pregnant. Yeah. 
And I'm loving being 30. (laughs) Don't be scared, everyone. It's okay. Yeah. Um, So lots of of stuff has been happening. Um, Mary, what's going on in your life? What has been going on? Gosh. um, Since July, when I think of the summer, you know, I cannot not mention the Nationals World Series mm-hmm. win. Big deal. Um, Especially for a native Washingtonian. That's huge. I will say I have had many, a decade of losing seasons and lots of rebuilding, but I'm not going to claim that I'm the devoted fan I am today. Said boyfriend uh, really, you know, with baseball, you have to learn it, learn the game and all the intricacies. Otherwise, because what I used to say is there's no action. You're watching yeah. a ball every 10 minutes. Yeah. But in reality, oh, my God, it's the biggest mind. Like, I could just sit there all day. I'd, like, pray for extra innings because. That's so funny. With every pitch, the whole thing changes. Like, your analysis of everything. The huh. field positioning changes. <clears throat> the, what the pitcher is doing. The catcher. And the drama. The personal drama. There should be a podcast on, like, professional baseball players soap opera I had no idea just within oh yeah yeah. they throw the pitchers throw the ball at the the catcher or who are they uh yeah (laughs) I am a real fan Uh, (laughs) at the they purposely hit the hitter and you know there's beef there's blood um literally figuratively and then like when the pitcher comes up to hit in whatever league that pitchers actually hit in um the, uh, then yeah. there's like this unspoken rule that then that pitcher has to like peg that pitcher. Really? Yeah. Like I'm not a baseball fan, but like I'll watch with my husband because he's a Dodgers fan, so he's uh, very he's very. That must have been hard for him during the playoffs when we beat them. Uh, the yeah, Dodgers. and then the and then the previous seasons where um they lost because of cheating. Oh teams. yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Houston. And Who Red Sox, why? actually. And did you see that? Houston. And the Red the Sox. The Red Sox, there's a cheating scandal with them right now. You see, I even know that. Thank you, Today Show. Uh, uh, yeah. Where and I am not a baseball so fan. Out. Thank you, he's Mark. Like, he's like, literally, if I find out that the Nats cheated against us, I'm going to just And that's the thing is the Nationals are the purest. They're the last living uh, vestige of baseball that's actually, like, beautiful and pure and knock like on wood family well i mean honestly if i <laughs> should like call me up if it comes out that they should because they do not like they do not machine so yeah Ooh. anyway oh was my that God. your big life moment from the last six months that's a good one you know what i've learned over what? break you cannot say like happy 2020 that's like offensive. why it triggers the left why because 2020 to them is like trump in 2020 I'm what? telling you. Like, if you say happy 2020 or it's anything or, positive. You know, like, I just feel like I say it as, like, 2020. You know, like, I'll be like, oh. They automatically think and you're, like, like, saying oh. Trump. Or they go straight into, like, and pray it's an, a new president. And, like, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm just, I just can't think. Um, like, that that's is so the funny. They can't disassociate, like, 2020, 2020 with, from politics. This, like, Ever since 2016, it's been like yeah, 2020, 2020, 2020. It's and synonymous with elections. Three and a half years to mm. come up with just a human with a beating heart to be. Yeah. Not against Trump. Just in the sense that, like, the sentiment is out there to get yeah. out the vote. They really plan, you know, the world will end, yeah, apparently. Unless will. they find someone to beat this guy. Women and will die. The, the, the selection the, is fabulous. 
It's one thing. <laughs> uh, Remember when? Yeah. Speaking of the... Like, 2020. 2020. What yeah. happened yeah. since we left? So before we dive right into 2020, okay, yeah, like, yeah. well, we're getting there, but like a lot has happened just news-wise the last couple oh, yeah. And we'll, we'll dive into more America of this. Right. So like we'll dive into more of like a wrap-up like in the next episode. But if we're giving our own updates, America deserves an update too. Mm-hmm. So... True. Um, let's see. Actually, this is all fairly recent stuff. We were just talking about how America has gone through an impeachment in the House. Just the House, though. Just the House. Did anyone see that coming? I think we did. Actually, I didn't realize that there was, like, a procedural thing where they could, like, Nancy. Yeah. Nancy's just throwing me all off yeah. on this one. I didn't realize they could hold it and not deliver it I to didn't the either. Yet she says it was, you know, every day he's in office as a threat to democracy. Yeah. So, but- but why even bother sending it to the Senate to make it official? Because they already know what the outcome is. Okay. Yeah. Well, everyone knew that like six months ago. Thanks for wasting our time, Nancy. I know. I'm tired of hearing about that. That was brutal. Anyways, next. Um, and then let's see. America has also endured <laughs> many, maybe too many Democratic debates and town halls. I watched the first couple and then stopped. I did not watch. Well, let's see. I didn't watch the last one. But they were pretty brutal and long and boring. Maybe that's just me. I only watched them when there was, like, double night features, you know, where it was, like, 12 people each night back to back because I thought it was more funny. Um, Now it's just, like, it's not a debate. It should be called, like, here's my tagline for the night. Mm -hmm. And who can... And the moderators, I'm sorry, I think the moderators need to let them interrupt and, like, actually debate and go at each other. I don't know. I think they're just too nice. I like everyone gets to have a response. You know, like, yeah. it's, like, not even fun because it's, like, gosh, they could go back and yeah. forth for an hour. I know. Let them interrupt. That's, I don't know. That's where I'm at. But, um, anyway. Okay, so we've had the Democratic d- debates, and, like, 2020 has gotten off. Um, oh, and, um, so the Mueller report has been out. <laughs> it's been out. Oh, yeah, we, that's we were, right. We already talked about that. I don't know if we actually talked about wow. that. That feels like a decade Mul- ago. The Mueller report was, like, done. Um, they got through all of the stuff about Russia and, like, found it to be, like, womp womp. And Mueller was their, like, hero. Mueller was their hero who was, like, saving the world. And then the report he produced they didn't like. So then they said, actually, yeah. he's in bed with Republicans. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyways, so that happened. And then it was all, like, all done. Or at least we thought it was done. And then there was the phone call. <sighs> that phone call. Which we don't even have to get into, but the phone call is basically what led to the impeachment. Everyone, like, you know. All these freaking, yeah, so <clears throat> Ukrainian, we don't even Not have, that we need to rehash, but. My only concern. Yeah, And I'm not it. some, like, I believe in, you know, let's keep this fair and mm-hmm. straight. You should, impeachment should exist. However, what they were going on, they did not have one witness mm-hmm. that had a first-hand account of this call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and I think it's just so sketchy how the way it was brought and got to be mm-hmm. taken up as a vote was because they, they were dangling fruit. Like, oh, you're not going to believe it when you hear what we have. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you see our people. And just a lot of career di- diplomats, was that what you would call them? And, like, I'm not oh, knocking I them, but, like, them it just seemed like... They disagreed with his foreign policy, and therefore, like, he should be impeached. 
You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not saying... the status quo of all these career... I I mean, I'm not saying the phone call was awesome. We can all agree. No, but if you It probably wasn't, but like... Name me a president that hasn't done a quid pro quo ever in the history of them being in office. And honestly, what he brought up is important, I think, if the vice president's son was getting millions of dollars from you, I would, as a president... You know, obviously, Ask questions about it. Form, that's not the setting or the whatever, but if they were talking about investigating corruption, in that, like, when all of this Russia stuff happened mm. was when Obama was president. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. why don't, why and they buried matter? it? They buried the story. Yeah. So this is all to say, it's not like I'm a huge Trump person, but yeah. I think but it's like, just nothing. Yeah. And, it's been a long few months of talking about it and talking about Ukraine and the phone call and impeachment and like everything is, you know, on the impeachment on the impeachment train. And ever since this phone call came out, we've been hearing about impeachment like every five seconds. And then we, the house finally does it. And then Pelosi's like, it's like now like, we're not going to, you know, take the ball across the finish line here. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I think that's the you know worst what this, politicking. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? There's some stupid film. I think it might be called Lobster. I watched this thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, my about? God. It's the no. worst movie. Yeah. Yes. And they all, they, they, like, go to this dating retreat, and they turn yeah. into animals if they don't meet a mate. What? It's, it's supposed oh to, it's this, like, lefty movie. <laughs> Literally, the impeachment trial reminds me of the movie Lobster, because it bugs me that much. That it's movie bugs me. I was like, I will never get that two hours back, ever. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, every, my pl- playbook I get every day, mm-hmm. I literally scroll through past the first impeachment, impeachment here yeah. we are. I'm like I swear we should do like an IA IE what are the yeah intelligence or AI yeah pool of all the first paragraphs of that and I guarantee there's no substance yeah. for new updates nope. or anything. Yeah. Nope. They've lost me. We're just I'm just exhausted from impeachment. Um, yeah so there's that. Um what else happened to America? We have um Greta. Grace <laughs> oh, yes, presence. that's right. Grace us with her presence. How dare you forget her? I know. <laughs> How dare you steal her childhood? <laughs> steal her childhood. <laughs> you stole her childhood, people. We did. And you know she's now blaming all the koala deaths in Australia. On global warming. On global warming. I'm sure she is. And us horrible capitalists. Um, however, sure. it's come out. Hold on. I mean, this isn't cited to a source but i've heard it's coming out now that the fire was started by arsonists yeah i heard that a couple days ago it's like that's like the thing. yeah this is just like the plane that was shot down by iran everyone's like oh no no oh, that was caught in the crossfire that, yeah what crossfire that was like blatantly like day yeah it's like, actually yeah that's crazy and we should actually get to that like as we're million yeah, that's fake. we're gonna that's get to Greta. I know news. it really is bad, but she's never gonna get called out for it. Um, we're not allowed to call her out. For yeah. It. So, and then as we are recording this, we're at the tail end of the whole Iranian. What do you? What should we call it? Uh, episode. Um, See, of, if you were watching the news at all, which I wasn't because it was yeah. so stupid. Everyone was like, "This is World War Three," and I'm like, "No, it's not." Yeah. Like, so Trump, we basically killed an Iranian terrorist, and then everyone freaked out. And then Iran, a couple nights ago now, uh, launched missile strikes at U.S. US bases in Iraq. But there were no U.S. casualties. And 
minimal damage, et cetera, et cetera. We're both like, you know, Trump came out and said, we're not going to do anything else except sanctions. So World War III has been avoided. But in the process, like, they freaking shot down a passenger airline. airline. I ranted. Yeah, not America, right? And everyone's just saying, well... Uh, so Twitter today was nuts. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Twitter, lefty Twitter and journalist Twitter was all like, this is a consequence of Trump's oh, reckless yeah. like decision-making. He should have known that this was going to happen. Like, it got shot down in the crossfire. How dare he respond to our embassy being attacked? <laughs> like, what? what first of asshole. all, what crossfire? And second of all, uh, we took out one dude, and they no launched terrorist. this, like crazy ass attack and are were so incompetent in doing so that they like shot down an airliner yeah. right is yeah. that not the narrative or i mean should that not be i mean what am i missing that's what it's, it's like so tragic to me that even when it comes to like terrorism and killing innocent it's americans and stuff it, they're like innocent people they're innocent like people. seething they're like foaming at the mouth the depths mm-hmm. the second this happened because they're like oh this is the perfect time to go for it and this is like national security like real issues mm-hmm. and they're just no matter what, I don't believe anything because no matter what happens, he passed a yeah. law to like end animal cruelty in it. And they would hate it. it. Oh, Although I like, won't say uh, that was a federal law and I don't think that's a federal law too. <laughs> um, so. No, but no, a perfect example like that is on The View the other day when, I don't know if you guys saw, but Richard Spencer denounced oh. his, like took back his support of Trump. Richard Spencer is this like really well-known white nationalist um, crazy guy. And literally white supremacists he, that yeah, even be mentioned. Yeah, racist, and they're giving him a platform. Well, he like tweeted he no longer or that he regretted supporting Trump. And Joy Behar like talked about this on the view and the, the audience of the view started clapping. Like they were applauding Richard Spencer for no longer being a Trump supporter. Like that is how deranged this whole thing has become. It's so weird. It's like, like we're gonna applaud a white nationalist. They call the terrorists a Respected general, general member of the military and militia, uh, sorry, militia leader mm-hmm. or something. And when they try to make comparisons to like U.S. generals, I'm like, that is so insulting that I know. you would put them in the same category. It's like, really That's sad. That's just like if they had come and killed. Da, da, da. No, it's no, not. Quite, I know, but not. And I was asking Kevin. I was like, why? Like, because I'm trying to understand why are they doing this? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense to me. And he. Well, this is my husband. He was just like, they are uh, the 24-hour cable, yeah. Sarah, so they're just trying mm-hmm. to get people to watch the news. So, yeah. of course, they're going to gen it up. It has like, to be World like, War Three. It has to be in order for people to keep watching, mm-hmm. because otherwise, it just looks sad and pathetic, yeah. which is what it is. Sorry so, to all my friends on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Don't so, there's do it. that. What else? Is there anything else we want to mention from the last six months? Um... Uh, Anything personal or newsy or political? I have a big bone bone to pick with, with Katie Hill. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Drama. Pick it. I mean, obviously the words are double standards. Yeah. Right. Hold on. Give a quick recap of Katie Hill and what the story is. Katie for Hill. For those who may not know. Is remember. a freshman member of Congress who found her way in Congress through the resistance movement or whatever. Um, she's in California and oh 
gosh, I need like a bulletin yeah. board to like really. I think she's like shy. I think she's somewhere in LA. Yeah, um, but she's like an LA member. She was like an up and coming star, sort of like seen as a rising they, star. They, they, yeah, they considered her part of like the squad. Yeah, I would say, but she was like a fringe member. Yeah, she's because she's you know on like, Friday yeah. Beers Instagram where it's like fringe guy. I feel yeah. like Katie Hill was like the fringe guy <laughs> yeah. of the squad. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, female check the list, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so she was like loved and then it comes out. So obviously looking back, you know, Monday quarterbacking, this came out in these pieces as their best way to damage control, damage control it. But my take is she was married, Mm -hmm. um, and they started having a fruitful relationship, which means there was another woman and the, her and her husband, they all three consensually Mm -hmm. had a relationship. Honestly, whatever, do whatever you want to do in your private mm-hmm. life. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but then it turns out said Thruple member was a, like, 22-year-old campaign staffer on yeah. her campaign. Yeah. Um, and then all these, like, images came out. And then... and in the process, she and her, Katie Hill and her husband separated, right? Yeah. Right? And the only her... reason this came out was because they got a divorce because the husband found out Katie Hill, the congresswoman... Was well, and Katie Hill dumped both of them. That's the saddest thing of the whole thing is her dumping this little 21 year old campaign checker. Yeah, like you, the text messages are out there, and she's like, and it's exactly every girl's worst nightmare like, oh, you only love me, and then you're gonna go to DC and just like go do your life and forget about me. And literally, that's what she did. And it's like, hey, I'm just like dedicated to my job, and like this just isn't good, so like, bye. Yeah, this this, really, this campaign brutal. staffer remained getting like twenty five hundred dollars a month for the yeah, last year and a half after course. the breakup. Um, and then the husband basically rats out this whole story because he finds out Katie Hill was also having an affair with her legislative director, who's a male, and he thought her having an outside relationship with a male is cheating. But the other girl was fine because they were all in it. Consensual. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, drama, drama, drama. But she ended up resigning too, right? Yeah, but then she like didn't. She issued an apology, but then like it was a non-apology apology. She twisted and she, it into a revenge porn. Thing, yeah, and then she tried to turn it into. She part. tried to like paint herself as a a victim of the Me Too thing, a right? Or, the person. best. The best part I think about all this coverage was there was no coverage. Yeah, nobody that's true. was talking about it. No days. Until she goes on, like didn't she days. like go on and do her like final house floor speech or whatever, and that was covered. And like oh, by yeah. everyone, and it was like, like she Katie Hill's last speech. Yeah. It's like the... everyone just like I, I just know because it was just like when is like I was re- like refreshing Twitter and nobody was saying anything. I was just like, when this is this, gonna blow this up? is insane. If this was a Republican man, mm-hmm. oh, Republican pictures, brushing or girl hair, yeah. like it was weird. Stuff. It would be all over her place. smoking a bong naked with a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Did you see the tattoo? Yeah, Google it. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but yeah, no, yeah. This is this was some crazy stuff. Yeah, for a member of Congress, you know, and I'm not here to judge or whatever. But and then you should be twisted. blackmailed. Yeah, she tried to twist. Like, and well, even to beyond yeah, all like, this, beyond everything, man, like, if you were a man, you would be out of here. If 10 she ago. if she had done all this stuff and you know was like humble about it and been like, yeah, I messed up. I made some poor errors in judgment. And she didn't resign or, like, be like, whatever. Okay, like, we can all move on. But how she tried to twist it and make it into, like, like, she was the victim here and oh, this yeah. whole thing was what how really got me. I mean, like, beyond that, like, 
<laughs> it's an ethical violation. But yeah. by every standard set by the left, she, the, you, like, you cannot consent to a sexual relationship with somebody with a superior that, in the workplace. Right? You just yeah, cannot. You just can't. That's you just, can't. Yeah. Even if they both said they were in love and leaving together, yeah. the left, if this was a Republican, Their they standard would be like, no, is no, this woman doesn't even know that she's being taken advantage yeah. of because she's, you know, blurry-eyed yeah. over your power. Yeah. Uh, why doesn't that stand for a congresswoman and a tw- college kid yeah. working on a campaign? Because she's a woman and she's a Democrat? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's so anyway, that's the thing that bugs. This irks me. Um. Anyway. Ugh. What else happened? Oh, uh, ooh, ooh, royal news. Oh, yeah. Mm. This has happened yesterday. Meghan and Harry decided to break up with the royal family. And the queen was like, Drama. nope. <laughs> and the queen was like, what? Come again? Like, that was awkward. Wait, what did she say? I missed she, this They just part. issued this uh, statement with, uh, from, like, the palace, and it was basically like... Not so fast. There, there's complicated matters you're not thinking through. Yeah, and then they were like, <laughs> we, we will discuss this. Isn't it funny how watching The Crown, I feel like I'm like, oh, I know Elizabeth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the queen, yes. she's been through this one She's before. never going to stand for that. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, this is what... The tale is old as time. Her yeah. father's brother was yeah, like, I'm well, not taking the throne. Yeah. I want to have my... And, you know, he wound True up love. Watch The Crown. Yeah. Because they're not teaching history anymore in <laughs> so, school. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so... Yeah, get it on Netflix, people. All right, so that was a great look back, quick recap of what happened in the world and in our personal lives the last six months um, while we've been on a hiatus. Um, and I think what we all meant to say also was that we missed you and we missed this podcast. And um, we're back and we're excited and um, we can't wait to get the ball rolling for the rest of the season and more good things to come. Yes. So, is there anything else I'm missing, guys, before we sign off? Uh, no, that's it. So, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, let's see, iTunes, and Google Play. And tell all your friends to subscribe. This is going to be a great season. Um, it's just going to be great. And yeah. I'm glad we're back. Trust us. Yeah. So, until next time, we will talk to you later. Adios. Bye.